Well, you know with all the love that I've been giving that very underrated Come Chase the Band album that I'd be delighted to see this. It's part of the press kit for the remastering of the album and it really provides some insights. Very sweet piece of work. It's mainly Hughes and John Lloyd, Lord, really miss John Lord and his intelligence, telling us about the album, what happened in the album, what happened with those songs. We see the live stuff as well, and it's great to see them. They of course say how good it is, and they would say that, but you know, I know that Glenn thinks this is a great album, and you know, one of the great Deep Purple albums. I know he thinks that, and he's right. And John Lord says again that, you know, it's a surprisingly good album, surprisingly good the way it sounds, the way it came together, but it's not like a Deep Purple album, and it's not. And for that, much thanks. We do need some differences. He also talks about how good technically it was, you know, and how, um, how it was made at all was amazing really considering Richie had gone and as he as he says Tommy Bowling was and he calls it compro- a compromised musician I really like the way he uses that and we had some issues with Glenn you know at the end of the um, the recording of this during the mastering he was sent away sent back home because his behavior was becoming erratic due to drug use and he'll be very honest about that okay so the songs we talk about here and the insights we get Glenn, of course, loves this time around. We'll talk more about that in a bit. And getting tighter, because it's the only tune that he wrote with Tommy. But he said he wrote that he wrote he wrote You Keep On Moving with Cov, with David Coverdale, for Burn. And they wrote it in David's flat above a wimpy bar in Redcar. So you know, <laughs> although you join a big band, that doesn't change your immediate circumstances, does it? At the time. Lord said that Blackmore said, no, nah, not really feeling that next. But Lord thinks this is probably the only song on the album he feels that he could see Ian Gillen singing very well. We also get the, um, the insight that Coming Home, which is not my favourite song on the album, it's a fairly straight-ahead rocker, but Glenn didn't play on that. He didn't play on that, you know, he... Tommy played the bass and sang the backing vocals and as Glenn says, that's why you get coming home. He said, I would have sung it slightly differently. He said, love Tommy Bowling very much. Of course he does and he's very honest and very um, constant about that. But he said that the way he sung it would have been different if he'd have had a go. They also show a nice interview with Tommy Bowling who says that, you know, he thought he might not fit with the band but immediately, the moment he met them, he knew they were into the same sort of things and he says that they were looking for a bit of freedom. You know, Blackmore had gone, they were very open to the stuff he was bringing in. Glenn tells the story behind Dealer. He says that while Cov was asleep and Martin Birch was doing some producing, he said, can I have a go at singing this? They went down and sung most of it. And he said when he was sent home, uh, he was sitting in Ian Pace's car when the, the album was mastered and Ian Pace played in the album. So he's sitting in his roller. The Ian Pace played in the album from, from, um, from top to bottom. And he said he can't, couldn't wait to hear his, his singing on Dealer 
and then it was Cobb's voice. He said he sung it very well, but I was really disappointed. So, of course, I was in a situation where I'd been sent home and I didn't finish it. I hadn't finished that. So he understood, but he was very disappointed about that. He really loves I Need Love. He says it's a different kind of song, and he sings the ding 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 He really likes to take us through that. He said it's the, it's the, it wasn't, it was the kind of stuff that, that wasn't in the Mark III band at all. This is real Mark IV stuff. It's very US rather than UK. And I can see what he means as far as the the, the soul influences. Glenn also says that, you know, he thinks that Love Child is one of the best rock songs on the album and that, and that David Coverdale sings it very well. It's been mentioned earlier on, there are more keyboard, there are more guitars than keyboards on this album but you know it's not really a complete rock album it's light on its feet and it's as we know very funky you know Glenn also mentions that if Malmsteen had been younger if Nguyen Malmsteen had been younger he would have been the perfect guitarist to replace Richie Blackmore I'm not quite sure about that but Bolling gave that gave them something very different. He gave them a different tone, he gave them a different feel, he gave them a different look, and he gave them a different kind of um, kind of sound, really. And it really did open them up. The, the, the talk he has about the freedom is really important here. It's a really important album for Glenn Hughes as well because of the timing of this and the way that he says when he wrote the lyrics for this time around, he was... It was a cry for help. You know, he says that he knew his life was going to hell. Not professionally and musically, but personally he knew something was going wrong. And he's, it's a, a cry for help. He said it's the centrepiece on this album for him. It's lovely to hear them talk about this and provide these insights into the songs. I, I can't get enough of the stuff around um, Come Taste the Band because my interest in it has been reignited by listening to it again and looking at the documentaries and it's such a, a great album and such a um, such a different kind of album for Deep Purple that, that, that people who talk about it are constantly surprised that they made it in this way and that it sounded like this we get to see them doing those songs live and that's lovely we get to see Bolin playing live and it's always good to see him do that because of the way he looks so different and seems so different to the work he did with um, with, with uh, that Blackmore did with Deep Purple, you know? So, who's tended to stay in one place, and I understand that. It's a different band here, a totally different band. Amazing to think what the band could have become, as John Lord says, if Glenn had been a little bit more, a little bit less ill. That could have been something very special in a different kind of way. Wonderful to see this great little documentary it's only a bit of a press kit it's only about 20 minutes long very honest these these people have got you know lord and, and hughes have got nothing to hide about this and nothing to lose by telling us what happened and again it's a five out of five because this is a great album and i love the retelling of it come taste the band just continues to delight and I'll be looking for more documentary footage of this. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.